0: That we started last week, unveiling Jesus. We're looking at the the I Am sayings of Christ from John chapter six to John chapter fifteen, and just wanting to see how Jesus reveals Himself to us in His Word as we draw near to Him. So, let me take you to John chapter six. We're going to look at today um, Jesus revealing Himself as the Bread of Life. The bread of life, John chapter 6, and um, the focus verse that we're going to deal with is um, John chapter 6, verse 35, but for the sake of context, I want to read from verse 22 and going with it as we, we listen to the word of God. So let me read from the ESV from verse uh, 22 of John chapter 6, and as you follow me, um, this is God's word, let us hear him. and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. When they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw the signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not labor for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give to you. For on him God the Father has set his seal. Then they said to him, What must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, This is the work of God, that you believe in him whom you whom he has sent. So they said to him, Then what sign do you do, that we may see and believe you? What work do you perform? Our fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, as it is written, He gave them bread from heaven to eat. In verse 32, Jesus says, Then Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say say to you, it was not Moses who gave you the bread from heaven, but my Father who gave you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. They said to him, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, The the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know, how, how does he now say, I have come down from heaven? Jesus answered them, do not grumble among yourselves. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It is written in the prophets, and they will be taught by God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that everyone has seen the Father except he who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I give for for the life of the world is my flesh. And we will read until this point. This is God's word. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your ancient words. Ancient words that address our hearts even today, that speaks to our lives, O God. Even as we approach you today to hear from your word, we pray that you give us a sense of reverence for your word, that we may listen to your word with fear in our hearts for you, a love for you, a delight in you. Help us, O oh Lord, to open our hearts, to receive your words as you speak to us today. Protect me Father, if I even as I declare your word, protect me from error and protect your people from error that if I say anything that is not in your word. Father, you may help them to not receive it, but to receive only your word. In the precious name of Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. I I like observing the state of Christianity in our day and just seeing how or or the attitude of people today towards the things of God and I find that people care more for their physical well-being than their spiritual. They they will go through all lengths to, to, to meet their physical needs but when it comes to their spiritual nourishment and health they drag their feet. You see this by a readiness and a willingness to to work overtime, to to overwork ourselves, to a point of complete exhaustion so that there can be money. But there is no willingness to put even a quarter of that time to their spiritual lives. And, And I wonder if you're here and you're listening to this, is this you? Does this Fit your description. Does the following sentence listen to this? Does the following sentence describe you perfectly? You are more worried about the decline of the economy of Rustenburg than your spiritual decline. You cry more over the decline of the rent than the famine, the spiritual famine that you are in. Is that you? Does that describe you? Does that draw a picture of who you are inwardly? If this is true, this is a clear indication that we have crowned the flesh as king over our lives and our allegiance is unwavering to the flesh. When the flesh says, jump, we jump and ask, is that high enough? but when the lord says jump we complain that the lord is too demanding does that describe your attitude towards god are you more concerned about your physical well-being more than you are about your spiritual well-being the answer lies with you the answer is with you you see if you are honest with yourself before god if you are willing to tell yourself the truth, to look at the mirror and, 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 and be honest with yourself, only you can measure your spiritual temperature. or Only you can tell whether you are cold or, or, or you are hot or, or you are look warm. Only you can do that. In John chapter 6, Jesus helps us to evaluate ourselves. Uh, you see, you should see John chapter six as a as more of a thermometer, or, or 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 Jesus helps us to 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 feel the pulse of our spiritual life, whether it is normal or or it is it is declining. He he helps us with this passage to to measure the spiritual temperature of our lives. Here we meet a crowd of people who were with Jesus. They, they were followers of Jesus Christ. When you look at John chapter 6, verse 66, it calls them many of his disciples. They, 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 they saw themselves as disciples of Jesus Christ. In verse 1 to 21, they witnessed Jesus multiply the five loaves and, and, and two fish to feed the 5,000. 5, Which, by the way, when you think about it, it's more than 5,000 people, considering that only men were counted. So when you think about the number, if those men were with their wives and with their children, Jesus fed more than 20,000 people with the five loaves and, and two fish. Well, when they saw this, this miracle, the, their response was immediately to try to force him and, and make him king, to take him by force and making him, him king. But Jesus withdrew from them and went into the mountain, sending his disciples to the other side of the sea in Capernaum. When the crowd perceived that Jesus and his disciples were no longer in, in, in Tiberias, that they got into their boats and went to Capernaum seeking Jesus. Just think about that word. At, at first glance, one might say that these people were devout people. They, they had a devotion for Jesus. You, you see them uh, taking their boats in, in Tiberias, traveling to, to Capernaum, to, 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 to go and seek for Jesus. But that was not the case. That was not true. Because when they came to Jesus, asking him about when did he come To Instead of Jesus commending their supposed devotion to him, he he exposes the motive of their heart and, and calls them to see the true blessing that God is offering them. He says to them, you're not looking for me because you saw the sign. You're not looking for me because you are devoted to me. You are devoted only to your stomach. You're looking for me because you want to get the loaves again. You you want another meal? That they were more concerned about their spirit, their physical well being that that they could do anything just to get another uh, a loaf of bread. Listen to what Jesus says in verse twenty six and twenty seven. It says Jesus answered them, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your of the loaves. Do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures your life, which the Son of Man will give to you, for on him the Father has set his seal. You see, with this statement, Jesus is revealing something that is critical uh, uh, for, for what he's about to say. He says, There are two kinds of bread. There's a physical bread that perishes, and all that eat that bread will eventually perish. And also, there's a spiritual bread that lives eternally. And hearing this, when Jesus said this to them, they they asked what kind of work they, they, they need to be doing to get the bread they really needed. And our Lord responded by saying, there is no physical work we can do. We we just need to believe in him. We we just need to put our faith completely in him. We just need to rest on him. The bread that endures uh, uh, forever uh, comes through faith in Christ Jesus. And I want you to consider verse 30 to verse 33. This further proves the the wickedness of the hearts of these people that they saw the signs that Jesus performed in verses 1 to verse 15 yet they claimed that they would believe in him if he performed another miracle they said what, what what sign do you show us that we may believe in you that we we may trust in you these are the same people that witnessed Jesus taking five loaves and and two Fish feeding over twenty thousand people. They witnessed it. What more do they want? They remind him that they, they remind him of the miracle of the manna in the wilderness. Uh, and and as they see they say this, they seem to be saying that Jesus had never done anything as wonderful as that they quote to him even scripture psalm 78 verse 24 and verse 25 which says he gave them bread from heaven to eat they say this to jesus and 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 they imply that moses called down the bread from heaven and the lord they say is not as great as moses because he had only multiplied existing food so so they, they, they compare these two miracles. They say, uh, you, the, the loaves already existed. You just multiplied them. Uh, but Moses called down the bread from heaven. And, and, and the Lord, as he, 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 he is dialoguing with these people, conversating with these people, uh, the, the, the Lord reveals himself as the bread of God which came down from heaven and gives life. He is showing the superiority of the bread of God to the manna in the wilderness. Uh, The the manna in the wilderness did not impart life, but only sustained physical life. It, It was not intended for the whole world, but only for Israel. Remember when you read the history of Israel, right? It was intended for Israel in their wilderness wanderings. You see, the true bread came down from heaven and gives life to all men, whether Jew or, or, or Gentile, not just to, to one nation, but to all the world. And still not understanding him. And as I read this, this verse, here in verse, uh, verse 33, verse 34 I mean, they, 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 they don't understand him, but they make a request. Although their request is on the physical, if their request was on the spiritual, it would be amazing. They say to him, sir, give us this bread always. Give us this bread always. And, and this opens up Jesus' expli- explicit revelation of himself as the bread of life. Look at verse 35. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life, ego eimi. I myself am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. And this is the first of the I am sayings. We, we, we looked at the, 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 the significance last week, right, of the I am sayings, that Jesus Christ reveals himself and, as the eternal God and he connects with himself, himself with Yahweh in, in, in Exodus chapter 3 verse 14. And we're not going to go through that. But Jesus Christ now reveals himself as the bread of life. With this statement, Jesus teaches us One truth about himself. One truth. Just one point. This is it. Listen carefully. This is what Jesus Christ teaches us as we look at verse 35 that he is the one that satisfies our deepest desires. He is the one that satisfies our deepest desires. And notice the metaphor that he uses here. He says, I'm the bread of life. You see, for for Jesus' audience, bread was was for sustenance. It it was the primary source of of nourishment. And it continues to be for, for a lot of people today. And by this, Jesus shows that he is the answer to the needs of the human heart. Every human heart was created with a longing for God. But sin has blinded us in such a way that we try everything else to to feel that longing. We try everything imaginable in the world but God. We we, we do not go to the one who, who can truly feel that longing in our hearts, who can truly meet our deepest desires. We don't go to him. We, we are like a child who, who refuses to eat vegetables in favor of junk food. In- invariably, if that child is allowed to continue in such habits, what results is that the child becomes malnourished or, or malnutritioned because they, they are not receiving the diet that builds up their immune system, but rather destroys it. They languish physically. Many have discovered how vain it is to try to find fulfillment outside of Christ. They, they looked to the pleasures of the flesh, to, to alcohol, to a bottle of pills. But once those effects of those influences wear off, there, there is still a hunger and emptiness in the soul. They realize how vain it is to, to try to take tangible things, the, the things of this world, to feel the, 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 uh, to feel a void that, that should be filled spiritually by God. They, 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 they try so much and, and realize how vain it is. They, they, they realize how it is like drinking sea water. The more you drink, the more thirstier you become. Jesus Christ, as the bread of life, calls us to be sustained in him. He promises, saying in his word, here in verse 35, he says, Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. The the, the words shall not hunger and never thirst are the direct consequences of coming to Jesus. Jesus satisfies the hunger and thirst of our soul completely. Unlike those things that do, not, that, that, that do so momentarily, but whereof only to leave you worse than you were before. What Jesus Christ is saying is that the answer to the emptiness of our hearts it is not in more material stuff. It is not. It is not in more shoes or, or bags. It is not in more money. It is not in increasing the amount of alcohol intake or or the dosage of pills. The answer lies not in created things, but in Jesus Christ. this, is, this emptiness of, of of this emptiness that is in the heart is is a commentary on our greatest need. It is created by God so that we can hunger and thirst for the bread of life, Jesus Christ himself. It it is sad and heartbreaking to to see a person who professes to be a Christian, to to see that person and they have no hunger for Christ. It, It is really sad. They, they see nothing wrong with prayerlessness. They, they see nothing wrong with going weeks without going into the word of God. They, they see nothing wrong with neglecting the fellowship of the saints and nothing wrong with living a life of sin. They see nothing wrong about any of those things, but yet they identify themselves as Christians. They, they say, I am a Christian, but you see their life. They have no desire, no hunger for Christ. They don't see him as the one who satisfies the hunger of their hearts. They don't see him as the one who meets their greatest need. They don't see him as that. They see him as just an appendix in their lives. He's just a footnote to them. He's just an addition. He's just there in the schedule. He's just put in the schedule to say, I will come to this when I have time. He, he, he does not have priority in their lives. And The truth is, listen to me carefully, not having a hunger for Christ is symptomatic to your true spiritual condition. A healthy Christian hungers for Christ. There's no two way around it. There's no other way. A healthy Christian hungers for Christ. Just think about it like this. When you see someone who has lost appetite and refuses to eat, we we conclude that they are sick and, and need medical attention, right? That is our immediate conclusion. It is the same with a person who has no appetite for Christ. If that is the case with you, the only biblical diagnosis is that you're not a Christian. You are not a Christian. In as much as you can say, I am a Christian, if there's no hunger for Christ, there's no longing For Christ, you are not a Christian. And if that is the case with you, if that is the case in your heart, Jesus calls you to himself this morning. Jesus wants us to to see him as our treasure, as the one who feels the hunger of our hearts. He wants us to to find in him our all in all. In verse 37, he gives us hope. He's calling us to himself and he says, all that the Father gives me will come to me and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. Listen, Listen to those words. Whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. And again in verse 39 and verse 40, He says, this is the will of him who sent me, that I should lose nothing of all that he has given me, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Verse 47 and verse 48, Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. And verse 51 says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. Jesus invites us this morning to find in him our all in all, to be nourished in him our spiritual hunger and our spiritual thirst to be filled in him. That there is nothing that can fill our our hunger than Jesus Christ. And he calls us to trust in him. He calls us to believe in him. He calls us to put our faith in him alone. When you consider this and you feel and try to take your spiritual pulse and and feel your spiritual temperature, where do you see yourself? Where do you see yourself? I am the bread of life, Jesus says. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes Never thirst. Our Heavenly Father, our Lord and God, hearts are cold against you. We pray that you revive a desire for you once again. Draw us to yourself and show us your glory once again. That our hearts will burn inside of us as we hear your word. Convict us, oh God, against our spiritual apathy, our spiritual famine, and point us to yourself, oh Lord, the bread of life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.